The man you hear speaking in this Dutch TV report is Rabbi Lodi van de Kamp. This bearded, bespectacled, yarmulke-wearing rabbi is a 66-year-old retired director of an Orthodox Jewish school in Amsterdam. He's pretty well known in the small Jewish community here. Back in 2010, Rabbi Van de Kamp's students told him that Muslim youths were hurling racist epithets at them and that it was happening all over the city. The rabbi is what you'd call visibly Jewish. So, together with a couple of his students and a film crew from the local Jewish broadcaster, he walked through Amsterdam's Muslim-majority neighborhoods. This is audio from that program that aired on Dutch national television the next day. At one point, they walk past a group of teenagers. One of the boys stands up, thrusts his arm into the air, and gives Rabbi Van de Kamp a Hitler salute. Because he was together with a few friends and he found it good fun to, uh, you know, it's, it's a chance in a lifetime. You meet three Jews with kippahs in, in Amsterdam West, you know, when does that happen? You know, th- that's how things work. For a few days following the broadcast, this incident dominated the larger discussion of the integration of Muslims into Dutch society. One Dutch Moroccan activist saw the program and later facilitated a meeting between Rabbi Van de Kamp and the boy who gave him the Hitler salute. They talked and became friends. But since then, attacks by Muslim extremists on Jews and Jewish institutions have become common in Europe, such as the 2014 attack on the Jewish Museum in Brussels and, of course, the Charlie Hebdo attack in Paris early this year. Similar incidents were happening on a smaller scale in Holland, too. There was this riots in The Hague, and somebody yelled at the police, conquer Jodem, cancer Jews. Some Muslims have tried to address the problem. Fatima Elatik is a former city alderman for Amsterdam East for the center-left Labour Party. Her colorful headscarves and red lipstick are as recognizable throughout the city as her outspoken views on tolerance. The Jewish community is a very small community in our society. And when I hear Jewish people say, I want to leave, I don't feel safe, that hurts me. Salam Shalom, which means peace in Arabic and Hebrew, is an organization founded by Lodi van de Kamp, Fatima Elatik, and others in 2014, with one simple but ambitious goal, to keep the conflict between Jews and Muslims in the Middle East from spilling over to Amsterdam. It's not the first organization of its kind in the Netherlands. After Theo van Gogh's murder in 2004, Amsterdam's then-mayor, Joop Cohen, himself Jewish, called together the leaders of the Muslim and Jewish communities. This included Rabbi van de Kamp and Fatima Eilatik. They formed a group to discuss the tensions between Jews and Muslims. But the group was widely criticized as a tea-drinking, subsidized talking shop, even by its own members. After 10 years, they had made little progress often getting caught up in city politics and bureaucracy. To no one's surprise, the group was disbanded last year by the current mayor. But Eilatik and Van de Kamp were undeterred. They still saw a real need for a place to continue this conversation. We're thinking, well, you know, we've became friends. And what's the most powerful connection people can have with each other is friendship. And we thought, well, we don't need formal platforms to be able to do something in our society. All we need is our friendship. 
Last March, Salam Shalom hosted Muslim and Jewish delegations from Paris, Brussels, London, and Oslo for a European Day of Solidarity in response to the attacks in Paris. Around the same time, they held a solidarity walk that began just outside Amsterdam's stately Portuguese synagogue. A Dixieland band played while hundreds of people stood under the gaze of a statue called the Dock Worker, which honors a strike Amsterdam dock workers held protesting the treatment of the city's Jews during the Nazi occupation. There were men wearing yarmulkes, women in headscarves, and bearded older men in hooded Moroccan jalabas all mingling together. I asked them why they'd come. We're trying just to prove that everybody's the same. And we have to fight against racism, you know. And can I just ask, are you a Muslim? Yeah. My name is Bertine Minko. And your name is? It's Kenza. What's your background? Uh, Morocco. You're, you're Moroccan? And your background, ma'am? I'm Dutch and I'm Jewish. And uh, we are friends, Kenza and me, and uh, we believe that uh, there's, we have much more in common than, uh, than we are different from one another. And uh, we are here because we uh, believe that the soft powers will win at the end. The group walked through the city to various Jewish and Muslim locations where each person left a flower. A group of Jewish women handed the last of the flowers to another group of headscarved Muslim women at the Al-Kabir Mosque the walk's final destination. I asked the women at the mosque what they thought of the gesture. Yeah, lovely. And a lot of these people are Jewish. What do you think of that? People are people. Muslim, Jewish, or Christian, it doesn't matter. Everyone should respect each other. Inside the packed Al-Kabir Mosque, the crowd listened to speeches from a rabbi and imam standing side by side, and there was even a little boy rapping about tolerance. As warm and well-meaning as this march was, it's been a far cry from reality. Anti-Semitic attacks in the Netherlands have doubled since last year. According to the anti-Semitism monitor run by the Dutch Jewish organization Sidi, the Center for Information and Documentation Israel, not only are there more incidents, but they're more public. These aren't internet trolls or other written offenses. These are in-your-face verbal and physical attacks. CD researcher Guy Muller crunches the numbers. So we would conclude that anti-Semitic incidents become harsher, heavier, people telling Jews should be gassed or should be regassed, or Hitler was right or Hitler did not kill enough Jews. Muller says the increase in anti-Semitic incidents closely correlates with events in the Middle East, like Israel's military operations in Gaza last year. This uptick in attacks in Holland and across Europe has led to an increased police presence in front of Jewish schools and institutions. Muller says the reaction to this has been twofold. On the one hand, we got a sense of security because we saw our organizations and institutions are being secured by police and the government. On the other hand, people became very aware that there is a need for this form of security. Rabbi Lodi van de Kamp is seeing this in his classroom as well. I was once teaching a class of five girls, Orthodox Jewish girls, and we came to talk about different religions, Judaism, Christianity, Islam. So one girl suddenly... Out of the blue, she said, you know, 
all Muslims hate us. So... Uh, what did you think when they said that? I asked them, where do you know this from? Do you know Muslims? No, where are you from? Well, my, my mother says so, my parents, you know. You sounded alarmed. Yes, yes. We are very biased as a Jewish community against Muslims, the same way as the Muslim community is very biased against Jews. And then there, you feel there's a lot of work to do. Work that the government is not making any easier. The PVV, or the Freedom Party, led by Geert Wilders, is arguably Europe's most effective extreme right-wing, anti-immigrant, anti-Muslim political party. The PVV's popularity has forced most mainstream Dutch political parties and society as a whole to shift to the right. This has meant that Fatima Elatik and Rabbi van der Kamp's high-profile cooperation has come at a price. Gestures like the Solidarity Walk may give those who participate a sense of accomplishment. But Van der Kamp and Elitik acknowledge it's an uphill battle. The Salam Shalom Facebook page was recently shut down due to anonymous complaints of discrimination, although it's back up again for the moment. Plus, Van der Kamp's work has led him to develop relationships with Muslims in the community who have been openly critical of Israeli politics. He says there's been a personal price to pay. I've been publicly blackballed by segments of the Jewish community because I've been in contact with Muslims who have got the political views of Gaza. Blackballed? Yes. Both Fonda Kamp and Fatima Elitik say they intend to carry on, despite the personal threats and consequences. And it's made them more determined to find people who think that finding common ground is more important than winning arguments or scoring points. They say an important part of their success is that sometimes they must agree to disagree. We don't select people because of their political opinions on the situation in Israel and Palestine. We select the people on their willingness to do better here in our society in Holland. Why should I let political arguments influence my friendship with these people? I try to make the connection on a human level with them, and this is what we do. But we agree on one thing. These tensions, we don't need them in our society here. And the best way we can avoid them is by standing together in the most important times that we need to. Fatima can go on Sunday to a pro-Palestinian demonstration. I can go on Monday to a pro-Israel demonstration if I would go. Yeah. And on Tuesday we sit together to carry on again. Van der Kamp and Elitik's relationship will no doubt be tested in the coming months. Thousands of Muslim migrants are crossing the Netherlands borders and the anti-Muslim Freedom Party is currently projected to win the next election. Van der Kamp and Elitik's commitment to dialogue through friendship is likely to be more important than ever. For America Abroad, I'm Jonathan Gruber in Amsterdam.